believe Zach texted me, man, I would watch this kid make him breakfast all day. <laughs> no, I said I, I would watch an entire movie of this kid oh, that's making breakfast. <laughs> They're alive. Back to thrill and chill with you. Starring Count Zakula and the Matman. Watch them face off against classic monster legends of old. Welcome to season four of Matt Makes Zack Watch Horror Movies. Hello and welcome again to Matt Makes Zack Watch Horror Movies. I'm Matt. And I'm Zack. And I made him watch a horror movie. Hello, this is NPR Presents. Matt makes Zach watch horror movies. (laughs) 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 But what did I make you watch this week, Zach? Well, on this film critique show of ours, where we talk about cinema, you watched Child's Play. Yeah, you can't say child's play in the relaxed, smooth <laughs> voice. It just doesn't work. It's like speaking in another language. <laughs> yeah, we, finally, we finally watched it. Since yes. We did, we did Megan. So had to do. Chat. It's a killer doll double feature. I, I'm amazed we didn't do it when we we're doing all the classic slashers to begin with. We We were coming at things, you know, I tried to throw in some things that throw things off you know mm-hmm. not, not just stick to all the canonical classics only and i mean we did candy man instead of child's play and candy man rips yeah not that child's play is uh you know not also a fantastic set yeah chicago but set slasher <laughs> that's true I, I didn't even think about that he's <laughs> like three miles candy away man. from cabrini green Candyman versus Chucky. Where was oh, Zach, that? That was uh, that was pitched. Um. <laughs> Why didn't it get made? Tony Todd was not on board. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Black Manta will be. <laughs> Black Manta versus Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Because that's what it is now. Don't make me think about the Child's Play remake. <laughs> is he not currently Chucky in whatever Child's uh, no. Play thing is happening? Oh, so, I mean, this will come up anytime, I guess, we cover a Chucky movie in the future also, but it's good to get it out of the way here. There are technically two competing Chucky franchises. Oh, so, is that the TV show and movies? So there's... Uh, child's play through cult of chucky in terms of movies and the chucky tv show are all one continuity never been rebooted never ignored any sequels nothing Mm. there even the tv show ties in perfectly and then there and then mgm still owned the rights to the name child's play in the first movie so they started to make their own and they made that child's play reboot in i think 2019 with uh mark Mm. hamill who is the the one thing you'll come away from that movie knowing is that Mark Hamill is a treasure and he is good in anything. Obviously. Even Child's Play 2019. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> but we're here to talk about Child's Play 1988. So, <laughs> trying a good Chicago movie. accent there to talk talk about. We're here to talk about the, the Child's Play. You know, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Zach, what did you think of Child's Play? Um. It was hard to develop an opinion on it after saying Megan. Because I was just like, at least this isn't Megan. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's, uh, yeah, it does have that going for it. So, <laughs> I mean, I liked it. I wouldn't, I liked, I liked it and I liked Chucky as a character, but I wouldn't say it's up there with like my favorite slasher movies. Like I, I was in it in the beginning, like the little kid making breakfast while he was watching. I, the movie. I believe Zach texted me, "Man, I would watch this kid make fucking breakfast all day." No, I said I, I would watch an entire movie of this kid oh, making breakfast because he was just slapping everything together, pouring sugar in his cereal, just putting a whole thing of butter on the toast. And then you find out he's making it for his mom. What a sweet little guy! On but his he's own just birthday. doing it, trying to trying to get some toys, though. <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> I know. I, Andy's an outside the box thinker. He's, yeah. he's a real innovator. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah. Overall, it was pretty good. I think the only thing that I would not get for it just kind of got a little boring uh, towards like the third act when it was just kind of like chasing Chucky around and stuff. Like I skipped around, like I like dragged my cursor like a little bit forward when it was like (laughs) the mom's talking to a bunch of different homeless people and stuff like that. Like it just got a little boring throughout that part, but then it was fair. There's the whole fight scene at the end and Chucky like closing in on the kid and it got entertaining again. Like that, that that's the only negative thing I have to say about it. Yeah. There's like 10 minutes where I'm like, "Eh." I'll check my watch, see what yeah. we're doing, you know, <laughs> but, in this inexplicable cop drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the movie I was expecting it was going to be. Yeah, it is. It, Chucky definitely has uh, suffers from something we've talked about before of like franchise versus singular film. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which which we talked about in our making episode that will probably happen yeah. to that. Oh, 100%. It will be like, no, no, the original Megan is like a tender drama about a woman trying to take care of her troubled <laughs> niece. <laughs> but in Megan X, where she went to space and fought robots from Mars, that was sick. But in Mer- Megan, Jer- Megan versus Jurassic World, uh, <laughs> that's when the franchise really found its footing. Uh, <laughs> they're both universal properties, I'm just saying. Megan versus, but- no, Megan versus Annabelle. There we go. That that's that's yeah. Megan wins. Megan would whip Annabelle's ass. (laughs) You have technology versus science. Like you have fact versus faith. Bam, genius. And you have one doll that can move and will whip the other doll's ass. (laughs) But hear me out, Matt. And uh, or Megan goes into the the Halloween Horror Nights maze, and 
which is guaranteed to have a bunch of mirrors and she can't find the real Annabelle. And there's just a shit ton of <laughs> Annabelle's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, then she whips a bunch of dolls' asses. <laughs> Anyways, Chucky's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, Chucky's great. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's... I, I I like Chucky's a little shit. Like I I look yeah. see like I mean Chuck, Chucky's first line as a doll is "You fucking bitch, you stupid whore." Yeah. <laughs> like that tells you everything you need to know about like, Chucky. Like I love that it made the connection of like <laughs> this dude's a criminal and like he's in the body of Chucky. That's why Chucky taught. Like yeah. there's a clear why and reasoning of why Chucky is the way he yes. is. Yes. Yes. But uh, I think it's about time we we dive into the Cape Fear where uh, there's spoilers ahead, Zach. Yes, hop on the the the, the, the C train, in <laughs> Chicago to to Spoiler Express, old Chai Town, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Kanye West <laughs> said that once. I think. Oh, oh, don't. <laughs> that was pre. Don't bring that up. <laughs> that was, was pre Taylor Swift to kanye so <laughs> all right <laughs> he's the only chicago reference i have <laughs> stick to candy man <laughs> uh anyways <laughs> but yeah zach do you think you can summarize the original child's play yes all right three two one go um, we got our boy, uh, Charles Lee something or other. Um, he's running from the cops. He Charles Lee Ray, Char- Charles Lee Ray. Um, he's running. Oh, why did they give him such an elaborate name? <laughs> but isn't it like the perfect serial killer it name? Is, <laughs> but like, it's just not click with me how elaborate of a name they gave him <laughs> when he's just going to be named Chucky after that. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyways charles lee ray uh is running from the cops because he's a, a dirty boy doing dirty deeds or something i don't i don't actually know why he's running from the cops unclear um <laughs> but uh his his getaway driver leaves him to dust and um somehow this white guy criminal in chicago knows voodoo magic and <laughs> as he's dying puts himself into a, a child's play doll um as the cop shoots him dead and you flash to the best scene ever of a little boy making breakfast (laughs) in the most hilarious way possible while watching cartoons it is just such pure childhood and i love it and that was the best scene (laughs) in the whole movie <laughs> and, I would watch a whole kid in the whole movie of this kid making breakfast, <laughs> just jumping sugar into the cereal, <laughs> just a mess everywhere. But he's a little tyke. He's he's watching Child's Play cartoons and wants that new doll. And you find out he's making breakfast in bed for his mom. It's his birthday today, and his mom's a single mom who works too too hard and loves her kids and never stops. Uh, she's a survivor. <laughs> um, so she is that wrong CW sitcom, Zach. <laughs> I will bring up Reba any chance I get, you motherfucker. <laughs> um, but anyways, she doesn't have a whole lot of money, so he's kind of disappointed that he didn't get a doll. 
but um, she's got a real sassy friend who just does not care about anything and finds a random <laughs> homeless man in an alleyway who's selling child's play doll who she buys it from and says she thinks she used to date that guy. <laughs> I, I like her as a character. She was really yeah. funny. Hey, Maggie rules. Um, <laughs> uh, but she has to work late, so Aunt Maggie has to take care of the kid. And, uh-oh, the Child's Play doll is Charles Lee Ray. So he kills Aunt Maggie because, in his words, uh, she's a bitch. Or it was more elaborate <laughs> than that. I just don't remember no, no, it was probably pretty much just that <laughs> if I know Chuggy. <laughs> um, but uh, the cops think the kid did it, and the mom is like, no, the kid wouldn't do that. But then the doll is talking to him, and I wasn't expecting it to go that way of just, they don't show Chucky yet, which is pretty cool. Like, I imagine if you're seeing this movie for the first time without knowing about Chucky, like, the reveal of Chucky in the later half would probably be really cool. Um, but yeah, so they like put the kid away because also Chucky leads him to his getaway driver's house with that he blows up. <laughs> so everybody just thinks this kid just killed his aunt and blew up a dude's house <laughs> because a doll <laughs> told him to, which is insane. Um, so this kid rules. Yeah, that's what we're... <laughs> two-year-old child is capable of quite a lot. <laughs> He's all of six, Zach. Thank you very much. It was just his birthday. Uh, there you go. Uh, I think the mom said it was his second birthday, but it was probably a joke. Um, but for whatever reason, I took that as fact. Anyways, um, but then Chucky breaks free of the kid and um goes after the cop because the cop doesn't believe the mom about chucky then he believes because chucky tries to stab him um and then it's a race to like get to the kid because chucky's got to kill the kid to to enter his body which like he thought was hilarious that he was gonna be a six-year-old boy again (laughs) chucky is just a very fun character um but he doesn't kill the kid and they burn him alive, shoot all his limbs off, and like this, that, and the other. And then it just kind of ends without any like any clear ending, really. Just like he's dead, the end. Um, but yeah, that was. Yep, that's Chucky. That's, Chucky. that's Child's Play. That's Child's Play. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. I I love the Child's Play franchise. I love Chucky. Especially in like the last like three or four years, I've gotten really attached to this. This is a little bit like next to Scream and like Friday the Thirteenth as like this is like my horror franchise a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, I. A lot of people who have come on the podcast as a guest have cited Child's Play as like this movie they saw as a kid that like scarred them and like got them into horror and yeah. everything. But like watching it, like. I mean, obviously, I'm a doll and everything, but I, the entire time I was like, this is all just, like, funny to me. Like, no, nothing really creeps me out about Chucky, I guess. Like, in the movie itself. There is something about the way the animatronic moves, you know? Yeah. like See, I, so, For me, I was people, just like, that's freaking cool. <laughs> like, as, a, yeah, as an adult, yeah. I fucking love... Like, especially the scene where he comes into uh, the voodoo priest's house, mm-hmm. and 
Also, we should say, um, when we say voodoo, we don't mean the actual religion that people practice, and we would not want to offend those people, and it's a for actually a pretty normal religion in most ways. Mm-hmm. Um, we mean Hollywood's idea of voodoo, which is bad, but uh, in these movies, it's kind of fun almost, so... <laughs> But uh, when he's going to like the voodoo priest's house, when he is walking across the cabinets while talking and moving his arms, it's like it still looks incredible. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. the the amount of emotion they got into that little animatronics face is insane. Exactly. This is when animatronics are just starting to get like that good, so they only get better. Mm. Like, even in, like, places where, like, they clearly had to cut the budget, the animatronics are still, like, incredible mm-hmm. in every movie. So, I, I'm i very excited to hopefully cover some more of these so you can see the see how, how good it gets. At any point, does Chucky <laughs> go into space? No, not yet. Damn it. If I know Don Mancini, he's got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh child's play uh (laughs) opens with a scene that i think the movie should cut (laughs) oh the chase scene seeing him put himself into the body to me i'm like oh well this movie clearly wants to be like a mystery movie about like what is the doll really talking to the boy is blah 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 but with this scene here at the top it's like well, I know that guy, whoever that guy is, his soul is in that doll or something, right? Yeah. Like, you just kind of know. And I'm like, ah, if you just took that out and just started with that kid making breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, watching it already knowing about Chucky and everything, it didn't bother me because I obviously know it's going to be Chucky at this point. Right. So for me, it was like a cool little piece of lore of like, okay, so that's like who chucky yeah i mean ultimately that's what it becomes yeah yeah because like i mean like like i talked about on uh on megan like i know what chucky's goals and motives are and he does things accordingly yes that helps a lot yeah i i mean that's kind of the master stroke is like charles lee ray is a real character yeah instead of just there's a doll here i mean which is the biggest problem with that child's play reboot Mm. is that it's not Charles Lee Ray. Uh, like, it's, it's kind of like a million It's just thing. a killer doll. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to shit on that reboot too much because it's actually kind of fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but it has a Chucky movie. He doesn't say bitch once. <laughs> like, that doesn't count. Mark Hamill would say bitch in an incredible way. Like no one's ever said bitch before. <laughs> you know how to do a joker impression right don't make me you just start off really really high and slowly go really really low (laughs) that's all you have to do that's very good (laughs) mark hamill's a genius he figured it out yeah that's the perfect joker voice (laughs) so yeah i'm sure if he wanted to (sighs) I, i won't get into it I, we'll save that for when we cover the child's play reboot but yeah uh i really like the family dynamic in this movie a lot yeah. i think uh not having the dad so that like just immediately like and she works so much you're just immediately rooting for She's them a it's shorthand but it totally works, works so hard yes. and loves her kids and never stops 
This is true. Again, wrong show from the dubba 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 WB, Zach. She is from Seventh Heaven. <laughs> oh, I I didn't get that the first time you said it. I have no idea oh, who this lady yeah. is. Oh, you didn't watch Seventh Heaven? <laughs> I was born like a good 10 years before, like after you or something like that. It was on at the same time as Reba. <laughs> My mom watched Reba and that's how I know about Reba. <laughs> Watched them both when saw Reba be filmed. It was pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. The kid, like, was, like, a kid actor. Like, it it was, like, um, the kid in The Shining to where it was kind of, like, they're so young. Yeah, at at a certain point, and it's, like, I can tell that is a child. <laughs> yes. You have to kind of grade it on the curve of like, you know what? I couldn't memorize that many yeah. lines. Like. <laughs> yeah. but, but like there were scenes like that where I was like, uh, I'm not as invested in this mo- mother son oh, dynamic yeah. because yeah. of that. Uh, I I think Alex Vincent is pretty is, is he's pretty solid you know as yeah, far I as mean, child actors go it, yeah it's great for a kid but it was just that like yeah. kid thing of like of course he's not gonna be like the girl from right. Megan who is like I am an actor and like right. hitting hitting her marks <laughs> like he, he's he's a kid but yeah it was just like distracting in some scenes but you know what it bodes well for me. Because he is one of the cutest little kids I've ever seen. And now he just looks like me as an adult. So my kids are going to be fucking adorable, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a white guy with a beard now. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) uh... (laughs) Right. My kids are going to be adorable and they're going to star in Chucky movies. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you feel about like overall just the like inclusion of the like cop hunting a serial killer subplot? Does it work for you? Um, it worked as a setup, and, but like. Like I said, it kind of got boring during all that stuff with like the mom and the cop chasing well, yeah. Chucky around. Um, because it feels like like in the scene where the kid is like in a kid asylum, <laughs> like well, yeah, uh, where they're gonna give him shock therapy. <laughs> yeah, like um, I just now made that connection, but when he's in the child asylum and Chucky's chasing after him, there's actual stakes and it's entertaining and like yeah actually something fun to watch when it's like the cop having a shootout with chucky it's not as entertaining i don't know when chucky's trying to stab him in the balls in the car oh, the car scene was cool I mean. but i just feel like everything else of like them following <laughs> them, like, and, like, for him. Yeah. yeah yeah but that stuff works better if we don't have an opening scene that just establishes who Chucky is. Now we need these scenes where they're like tracking down. Wait, who is Charles Lee Ray? My son said something about that. Who is Eddie Caputo? Oh, yeah. You know, like 
then it would work yeah. way better because then you're solving the mystery with them instead of me going like, yeah, yeah, it's the serial killer from the beginning. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, killer doll, killer yeah, doll. Let's do this. Thing. You have a good point there, and it probably <laughs> wouldn't have been boring if we were uncovering that story like like as yeah. a detective actually getting the clues and piecing it together of like oh, exactly yeah that makes sense and we get to play that game too that's a fun game to play yeah um, but it hurts its place within the franchise because that opening scene becomes very integral to like a lot of the sequels mm. <laughs> so <laughs> like uh charles but. lee ray's like pull back story and stuff yeah yeah what what was he doing that night that's addressed in some of the sequels mm. you know i mean it, you've got to know that he knows voodoo because that's how he keeps coming back yeah <laughs> brad Dourif, obviously classic voodoo practitioner <laughs> oh my god can we talk for a minute though about how good brad Dourif is in this movie as chucky as the voice okay i was like i don't know who that is man uh Oh, well, Zach, he's the one of the good parts of Rob Zombie's Halloween. He plays Sheriff Brackett, uh, the cop. Couldn't tell you because um, I didn't watch it. <laughs> you know who? You, no, you watched the first one. I, <laughs> kind of. I watched a little bit and then skipped around. The second Bob came up and it was a shitty version of Bob. I was like, uh, no, thank he, you. He is a Oscar nominee for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I've always been uh, meaning to watch that movie. Good movie, and he he is so good in it. Like that, it. I mean, Jack Nicholson won an Oscar for it, but if I had to pick between the two performances, Brad Dourif might be better. <laughs> so, which is funny because now he does a Jack Nicholson impression for yeah. Chucky. So, oh wait, but uh, you you know what you will know him for? Uh. He's a uh, Grimma Wormtongue in uh lord of the rings guy with no eyebrows oh my god everything makes sense now yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i've been staring at his he face has, and i'm like that's a familiar yeah. face <laughs> he has one of those careers that like i personally like if i had to have a career of an actor i would want brad doris where it's like i can kind of go wherever i want yeah. but also i've got my own like multi-series film franchise yeah. i'm in lord of the rings and i have an oscar nomination under my belt you, like the, i'm secretly one of the most respected actors yeah. of all time you could go to a convention and people <laughs> who know who would know who you are but then you could yeah leave exactly like he grows his beard out and nobody recognizes yeah. him you know um you you did not tell me that paper boy is in the new child's play who ryan tyree henry he's, oh. he's on atlanta <laughs> oh okay i still haven't watched Atlanta. i know i know i'm a huge Donald glover fan oh, apparently you know that apparently yeah <laughs> I... <laughs> but uh child's, child's play. play uh but no i think brad dorff is like so good in this movie mm-hmm. He just he just knows what this character is and just nails it. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is funny because there's some debate about what he was originally cast as, but one thing that people know for sure was that he was always going to be the human version of Charles Lee Ray, the serial killer at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And like they could he was kept on retainer if they wanted to do any flashbacks or anything. So he was like around. Mm-hmm. Um 
But at one point, Chucky was being dubbed by um, Chucky the doll. I will refer to the human as Charles and the doll as Chucky. Yes. <laughs> Chucky the doll was going to be voiced by, I believe her name was uh, Jessica Walter from uh, Arrested Development, the mom. Lucille? Yes. Oh, wait. Uh, and from Archer as well. Like, that's what I think of her as a voice actress. But uh, they said it didn't go over well, that they just kept getting uh, notes that were like, why does Chucky sound like that? <laughs> like, anytime they'd screen it for test audiences. Yeah. <laughs> Although Don Mancini, who uh, wrote the initial script for this and has written every other Chucky movie except the reboot and the TV show. Mm. He also wrote the TV show, I mean. Uh, he was like, I don't know. I fucking loved it. Chucky sounded like a queen. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it's Lucille Blues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it tested so badly that they just called Brad Dorf back in and had him redub over everything. Which good choice in hindsight. Yeah. Because he's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got the cop, Zach. And I've been saving a fun fact about him just for you. No. Do you know who he is? No idea. His name is Chris Sarandon. Does that ring any bells? The last name a little bit. Well, yeah, well, Susan Sarandon. Yeah, Susan uh, but uh, I believe this is ex-wife. But uh, no, he is the speaking voice of Jack Skellington, and now you won't be able to unhear that. Huh? <laughs> uh, he's also Prince Humperdinck in um, Princess Bride. I've seen Princess Bride once and do not remember. I know, yeah. I, he's he's one of the bad guys. I, <laughs> I need to like listen to Child's play. <laughs> to him talk. There are moments when he gets like dramatic that you're like, that's the Jack Skellington voice. <laughs> he uh he's starting a podcast and uh oh my god. Uh, uh, it's just always associated Jack Skellington with Danny Elfman, <laughs> so I never thought well, about. Yeah, I mean, that the fact was that it's not just Danny Elfman. Yeah, well, that was why he and Tim Burton had a falling out for a while. Was because uh, Danny Elfman believed that Tim Burton didn't fight hard enough for him mm. to be the speaking voice of Jack Skellington. Uh, he was like, "Oh, you can get your friend hired to direct it, but you can't get me the job doing the voice." Like, yeah. Mm. Mm, you know yeah. <laughs> well Danny Elfman which is crazy because it's like we let you write an operetta <laughs> fucking Danny and like sing all the songs like... well Danny Elfman <laughs> I, I knew it wasn't you but also I th thought it was always you <laughs> I think now he does the voice for some stuff so Probably. it's a really good voice match because he sounds a lot like Danny Elfman's singing voice when he speaks, which is funny because that's not how Danny Elfman sounds when he speaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he puts on a little too hard of a like Chicago cop accent to hear it in Child's Play, yeah, but yeah. listening to him talk just <laughs> is crazy. Well, that's a fun fact. 
Yes, I just thought you. I love finding these, uh, especially animation ones yeah. for you. So <laughs> you finding these specific ones, I'm like, huh? <laughs> what do you mean, Jack Skellington is voiced by someone? It's not just Jack Skellington. <laughs> <laughs> you mean he's, he's? What do you mean he's not real? What <laughs> um, child's play? Yes. Uh, um, I think everybody in this movie is pretty good, though. Uh, I, I like Chris Sarandon in this. Like, his performance is enough that I'm like, I forgive a lot of the uh, the boring cop stuff. He's a Chicago <laughs> cop guy. Yeah. Like, it's hard to fuck yeah, that he's, up. <laughs> yeah, he's doing it. But I mean, he's doing a good job. He makes it fairly compelling, you know, like, so I'm not bored while I'm watching him or Seems whatever. He's pretty indifferent towards the fact that he killed a man. <laughs> he's just like, oh, yeah, the, the guy is shot. <laughs> Oh, he's been hunting him for months. Yeah. Right? Well, I think it's supposed to be like, no, nah, he's not back. That's stupid. He's not back. Yeah. <laughs> well, then he finds out he's back and he's like, I believe you now. He's not like traumatized yeah, yes. or like. It was a doll. <laughs> <laughs> a doll named Charles. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know if there's just much more to talk about, like the movie itself, yeah. and then um, the scenes stuff. That, yeah. I mean, uh, if you want to get into behind the scenes, I have my notes and my source material. <laughs> <laughs> this textbook on Chucky that I bought. <laughs> Matt goes. So I should say the Academia of Horror. Hell yeah. Uh, this is, of course, uh, Reign of Chucky by Dustin McNeil and Travis Mullins. It's the same team that did uh, Taking Shape, mm. the book about uh, the Halloween franchise. And I mean, they've done a couple of these. You know, uh, they make very good books. So <laughs> uh, I highly recommend it. It's a really good read so far. Uh, I've just got through with the for reading the chapter on the first movie. Uh, <laughs> nice. But it's... It's excellent. It's very well sourced. Everybody go buy a copy. There, It's going to be my main source for all my behind the scenes stuff right now. So I want to give credit where credit is due. Yes. But I think the most fascinating thing to talk about with this movie is the idea of who creates an icon. Uh, we touched on it a little bit with uh, a lot of the debate around Poltergeist and um, Steven Spielberg and Tobe Hooper. Mm. And it is also cloudy here in ways that I find absolutely fascinating. Yeah, me on the edge of my seat here. <laughs> so it begins with uh, Don Mancini, who, as I said, has been sort of the uh, the the leader of this franchise since this first movie, which he gets a co-writing credit on. But he writes the initial script. It's called Blood Buddies. And it's much more a satire on like consumerism culture, which is a little bit still in child's play. But like that's like its main mm -hmm. focus is like that and how it affects children. And the whole thing is that Chucky still gets the Chucky personality, but he gets it because the hot toys at the time were like Cabbage Patch Kids. And they just started making like baby dolls that like, I mean, it's still a thing now, and I don't get it, but that, like, pee and poop. Yeah. You know? And you have to, like, take care of and change. Yeah. So he said, oh, what if they started making a doll that could bleed? Mm. So then 
the little boy decides to bond with his doll, cuts his hand, cuts the doll's hand, says they're blood buddies. And now the doll is alive and the doll is like the evil side of the kid. Uh-uh. And that's its whole motivation yeah. is anybody that it believes is wronging the kid. It goes and kills. It really is the plot of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the child's play reboot. So. Uh, that doesn't last long. Somebody buys the script because it's a real hot script at the time. Mm-hmm. But he's a first time screenwriter. So Don Mancini kind of, you know, David Kirshner, the producer who purchases it, who's like a legend in his own right, um, says, like, I love your screenplay, but we're probably going to have to rewrite a lot of it. You're a first time screenwriter. I really like you. I'm going to keep you. you know, I'm going to pay you well, but you're pretty much not going to be involved from here on out. Mm-hmm. That's just how most things work with this kind of stuff, you know. Um, and David Kirshner is the person who says his name should be Charles Lee Ray and he should be a serial killer. Mm-hmm. So already we've got a, a, a huge change yeah. <laughs> that makes a huge difference in like making this movie what it is. Yeah. So did Don Mancini create Chucky or did David Kirshner? Uh. And then things become muddied even more when enter director tom holland aka not spider-man i forgot to mention <laughs> that this movie is directed by spider-man <laughs> that would yeah. be amazing <laughs> or he became a small british boy on broadway he was a film director hey could we get um chucky over there to um yeah uh oh, I spoiled the movie. Oh no, I told everybody that Chucky's alive. Oh no. <laughs> That's all I picture. It's just him spoiling every Chucky movie. Uh, well, yeah, he hires Tom Holland, and Tom Holland says, like, yeah, this thing needs a rewrite. And he's the person who brings in uh, the cop angle mm-hmm. and um, introduces, like, some of the ideas. But he says, like, I just can't crack, like, how charles lee ray the serial killer becomes this kid's doll like i it just doesn't make sense where we're at in the story you know i i just which to me is like i don't know struck by lightning it's a killer doll movie it's fine (laughs) (laughs) so actually tom holland leaves the project and isn't going to direct it anymore um so they hand it off to a third writer uh john lafia who uh first the first thing he says is you cannot call him charles when he's a doll that will look silly his name is chucky Mm. which like again somehow like such a simple thing changes everything (laughs) uh and he over overhauls the whole script and really focuses in on things like the single mom and her relationship to her son and her friend Mm -hmm. And, like, making these characters likable so that when they die, we care. Uh, <laughs> you know, little things. Yeah, little things that Megan didn't have. Um, so, again, now we're we're four people deep. And it is kind of between That's these four people. Said. Who Cree? Huh? That's what she said. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So, between them, like, you know, it becomes that tough thing of, like, who created Chucky? Yeah. Because now Tom Holland comes back in his movie that he went off to make that wasn't horror flops because he's like a horror guy at this point. It does very badly. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I will take child's play. Please get me out of director jail. (laughs) And Tom Holland says, I finally cracked it. He's going to use voodoo. Mm. (laughs) 
which is a huge aspect of child's play. Um, and if you ask uh, Tom Holland, Tom Holland believes that he should have sole writing credit. Uh, <laughs> there is a lovely quote here in the book. That is, uh, this is an original screenplay. Even if the credits say it isn't, I'm going to have to share a screenplay credit because the Writers Guild of Directors, because of the Writers Guild, they are so prejudiced against writer directors. That's the only reason I don't have sole credit. <laughs> so we know what he believes. Why didn't you? Say uh, that the other quote? two guys are like, we're fine sharing credit. Uh, Why didn't you say that quote <laughs> in a Tom Holland accent? <laughs> Let me get that clean for you. You can just uh, sub that in. This is an original screenplay, even if the critics say it isn't. I'm going to have to share screenplay credit because of the Writers Guild. They're so prejudiced against writers, directors, and Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, that's a quote from Tom Holland. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> I don't know why my impression of Tom Holland is like a sad Dickensian British child, but it is. It is. <laughs> uh, the other thing that Tom Holland brings is he had just done a movie a few years before with no Brad Dorif. Yes. With Brad Dorif. Uh, I just picture him in like the Tobey Maguire role, just calling everybody bitch. <laughs> uh, he brings in Brad Dorif, who actually stays on even after he leaves. He stays with the project through the whole way, obviously, because he has to come back to dub all the lines. And, you know, we're. It, it becomes so muddied because all of these things are so important from the initial idea down to casting Brad Dorif. Who created Chucky? Because now we're also talking about like Brad Dorif's voice performance and Kevin Yeager's special effects. Yeah. Um it it's tough. It it reminds me a lot of debates that happen in comic books. Yeah. And like how comic books are created. Uh, I think you see that a lot, especially in horror, because these movies tend to get passed around and franchises get handed off and things. Mm -hmm. um, but I I think personally that creating credit should probably go to Don Mancini since he wrote the original screenplay. If, if I was going to say, like, who do you put characters created by? I'd say Don Mancini. Mm. Um. I don't know if I would say that if he like didn't stay on for every single movie. Maybe that gives me a bias. Yeah. <laughs> I guess to me what it sounds like is it was a creation by village, but yeah. I always like I talked about like um Nick Castle and um uh, the guy who played Leatherface. Oh, uh, Gunnar Hansen. Yeah, and Gunnar Hansen, like, they really gave life to those characters. They didn't create them, yeah. but they gave those characters life. So, like, Brad Dorf, like, gave Chucky life. Um, right. So I, I, I make that separation between created and gave the character life. I think that's that's a good distinction. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that from Zach. <laughs> Original thought by Zach. Yeah. Sometimes I have good ones. 
but uh yeah i just find that kind of stuff always fascinating yeah. um i'm really excited for you to watch all the chucky sequels eventually because i think it will become your favorite franchise mm. if i know anything about you <laughs> what, um, how many are they but so there's seven movies and the tv show and then the reboot cult of chucky curse of chucky seed of chucky curse Bride of chucky, of chucky. that's the one i can remember Thank and child's you. play one two and three yes but uh I think that the franchise from here kind of goes nuts. Um, it immediately jumps the shark, mm. unlike all of these movies that wait. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I look forward to watching them with you, sir. Yeah, Zach, any any other thoughts on uh, Child's Play? Um, I think watching Child's Play after watching Megan made Megan worse for me. Because it's just like, oh, you're just doing the Chucky thing. <laughs> um, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like you said, like it, it suffers from the like, oh, it became more of the icon in the series. So like, it's kind of jarring watching the first movie because it's not that great of a movie. Like Halloween. Yeah, it's kind of just a standalone slash. Yeah, like Halloween, yeah. the first Halloween, amazing movie, incredible. That lives up yeah. to the whole legend. Um, I think, yeah, like Friday the 13th, the first one, like Jason's not even in it. So it's like, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked Chucky as a character. And it was like, yeah, it was just a nice little movie. Like, like I said, the only bad thing I had to say about it was it got kind of boring a little bit towards the end, <laughs> but then picked back up. What about you? Yeah, I I feel kind of the same way. Uh, this movie suffers from not being what it is thought of culturally. Like some movies benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Like Hellraiser being kind of surprising and jarring kind of helps that movie. Mm-hmm. This one, it's just like oh. It's a cop drama. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but like the, the much like Megan, the undeniable thing is like, well, that's a horror icon right there. Yeah. Like, hands down. I want the backpack of this. I want the t shirt yeah. of this. Like, they nailed it. Uh yeah, it's kind of how I feel about uh Creature from the Black Lagoon, where it was like yeah. a boring movie, but like I like the creature and like I'll buy a sticker yeah, of that yeah. at, when I see it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zach, uh, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on Kaz Cantina on YouTube and other social medias, my Star Wars channel, where you can, whenever I finish it, <laughs> find me and Matt watching the holiday special where can people come find you? Uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere as I draw paintings uh and uh come hang out on our instagram matt makes zach a couple times a week i've been uh streaming some doodles over there taking requests and stuff and it's a lot of fun yeah and go to our youtube channel where you can see our vlogs that we're putting up there should be more than just the horror nights one by the time this episode goes out all right and potentially i'll be streaming on our youtube channel some horror games so looking forward to that i'm gonna watch dividing and conquering so much yes. stuff to consume from the Matt Make Zach universe. <laughs> 2023 year uh, of... Yes, the MZCU. 2020, so. 2023, <laughs> the year of the MZU, baby. <laughs> the MZU. <laughs>
But anyways, check your quote. <laughs> Do you have one? I... Bitch. As the Vox fades, we thank you for listening to this bizarre journey into cinema. If your morbid curiosities hunger for more, you may summon our horror bros at MacMakeZack.com, on Twitter and Instagram at MacMakeZack, or if you dare, say George Lucas three times into a mirror for a visit from our phantom menaces. You may now return to your mortal plane of existence. Until next week, as Matt makes Zack sit through another chilling apparition. Mwahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahahah